Hello and welcome in to another edition of Chi Time, your conscious living show with me, Clara Apollo. And on this edition, I have for you the best-selling Hay House author and real, um, a woman who calls us all into our rising potential. Rebecca Campbell is here. Now, you may have heard of her from her last two books. The Light is the New Black was, his, was her very first one. Um, and that really hit the scene and it um, touched all of us women in, in the heart because it really spoke to, spoke to me very, very particularly. And I know a lot of other women I know too also have been very deeply touched by this book. Um, and also then um, a year ago, she produced Rise, Sister Rise, which as I said, was just total clarion call for us all to like, come on sisters, let's do it. And since then she's been all around Europe, America, around the world. She's originally from Australia, um, but great sort of stories going on and total honesty and authenticity running through and complete joy to work with. I've been lucky enough to to be on several of her workshops now for Conscious Living events and um, she is coming down to the New Forest on the 22nd of October, I know, quietly excited, um, uh, for more of this rising sisterhood that she just really is fostering in us all. So without further ado, let me introduce to you the one and the only dear Rebecca Campbell. Hi Rebecca. Hi, great to be here again, yay. I know, I know. It was like a year ago when we first talked about the Rise Sister Rise book because it was all new and hot off the press and you were showing us the brand new cover and you know Mm -hmm. it's quite remarkable um, how fast a year goes by and yet this work that you're doing is just growing and one of my first questions for you is how is it evolving in the Rise Sister Rise Mm -hmm. Oh my gosh, it really is. It is like a, it's like a body of work that's evolving. Um, You know, that book was definitely birthed through me rather than by me. And um, yeah, the more I teach and particularly do, like where we'll be doing the one day rise, sister rise, I'm just back from um, the States. I did five days, which was just so amazing because it was like, what I'm really discovering about this work and, you know, and I've been really initiated as well as a teacher through doing this work because it's really opening myself up as a channel for it to come through. And yeah, this, the five days in the States was phenomenal and new energy started coming in and yeah, it's really, it's really evolving. And what I'm, the main thing I'm discovering is that particularly with Rise Sister Rise, it really is about the group of women who are gathered. So every single event that I've done has been so different. I I always, I should stop doing this, but I always like plan it and do all of that and then it always changes. And so what I'm really learning is that particularly with the Rise Sister Rise work, it's all about the particular vibration of women that gather and yeah. the energies come in based on that particular group. Absolutely. And all the work that you've done up until this, that point, um, is going to feed into that. So, you, yeah, you can, you can be tuned into the, what you'd like to bring through, but then the vibe yeah. is going to bring out of you what's appropriate mm. 
for that group. Um, magical, but doing five days, that was my next question. What was that like in compared it was to two-day so work? It was so great. It was, I enjoyed it so much. Um, every yeah. day had a different theme. <laughs> and, of course, overall, it was the, like there was definitely the theme of water. And we didn't know at the time it was a Gemini moon. Um, but then we also didn't know it was when, you know, there was so much flooding and hurricanes and all of that we we didn't know that was going to happen but we could feel it and I think that's the the work of the feminine is that you pick up on things that are happening around the world without without actually knowing that they're happening and you know when we did the rise sister rise in in the states it was definitely like you know there was some really really strong energy like the black madonna type energy I knew she was going to come up, yes. Yay. To me, the Black Madonna is, um, you know, you may see, like, uh, images of, like, it kind of looks like Mother Mary, but she's she's got darker skin. To me, the Black Madonna sim- sim- symbolises all the parts of the feminine that have been banished and severed and unclaimed, mm. right? Mm. And, you know, I had this amazing experience when I was in Glastonbury in the lady chapel and I think this is what's happening to me this the rising feminine is really all about the sacred feminine the powerful wise feminine rising mm. back into harmony with the masculine it's not rising above or anything it's like back right and and yeah we had this moment because really in history and you look at that his story <laughs> yeah. um, which is nothing against men right this is just the era we live in so if we're talking about mm. patriarchy, it's not just like mm. bloody patriarchy. You know, it's like it's just the times we're living in. And in the times we've lived in, the past few thousand years, the 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 story of women has really been severed. And mm. so we were in um, Glastonbury Abbey, which is just so, you know, beautiful and grand and all the ruins, but the only part that's actually still exists and standing is the Lady Chapel which is so often the case, and this is generally when where the Black Madonna is. It's not in the big grand chapel. Right. It's in the little chapel out the back, Yes, right? So it's like secret worship but out in the open as well. Anyway, so we were in this lady chapel and we, we were about to do a ritual with like roses and beautiful like oils and waters and stuff with the group it was going to be lovely. And we walked down and there was this altar in the lady chapel and my friend Madeline and I noticed that there was like stuff on top of it. So we went a little bit closer before everyone arrived and we noticed that there was like this broken wine bottle and it was just like thick, sticky wine everywhere. And we were like outraged and like, who could do that? You know, we went through all of that drama. And then as we were like really in devotion, clearing it up, we tuned into what the message was. And to us, it was like really like, it was the symbol of Black Madonna is like, she can handle it. She can take it. And to me, working with the Black Madonna is that. It's like she's like the original mother. And it's like, you know, you can lay it on her altar. She can hold it. And I think that that's something that seems to be really, really common of like with women, I'm sure men too, but particularly women, particularly when we don't feel held by our own mother, it tends to be because that mother was not held and the one before and then the one before. And so it's like, you know, rather than just kind of looking to the 
biological mother of like, why didn't you meet my needs? It's like, okay, but what if hers weren't and what if hers weren't? And to me, that's what the Black Madonna represents. It's the healing of that mother line and the re-threading back to really being held by the earth as well. Yes. Yeah. Oh, that is so pertinent to my own situation, actually, mm. Rebecca. You've just gonna hit the nail on the head. Wow. And, and the work that that we try and do around it, um, and to, to look at the whole ancestry and just do exactly what you said is that the, the parenting or the mothering through the ages has been dysfunctional. So how how do you heal that? You know, do you hand it all over to the black Madonna, Mother Mary, and go help me here I, I don't know what to do you know, I'm the end of the line I haven't given birth to a daughter so it's not going to continue through me but I do have a son I also have a sister who has a daughter so I'm aware of that, that continuing mm-hmm. there and you know what what can we do as conscious women to be able to mm-hmm. help that dysfunction cease now and stop with us so that it goes no further so there is this channeled meditation it's more like a shamanic journey that came to me personally, which I've been taking with the women through who come to my events. And we did it in the States and I, we're going to do it now in the one that we do. I think. I think oh yes. Right. Thank you. So okay. it's called, it's like the, the re the re threading of the feminine line. So going back to the original mother and like any severs along the line, it's like through the womb, traveling through that portal back to the original mother. Wow. So, yeah, I remind me to do that when we do our event. <laughs> I absolutely. It, I mean, it'll come yeah. if it's meant to anyway. But it's it's such a powerful journey, and I want to give you a like a two examples of like because you know it's easy when you talk about the feminine. It's like it can be like really like poetic and just kind of like intangible in a way. Mm. And I want to give two examples of of two things that are black and white that have happened since doing that rethreading. Okay. So from my own personal experience, I'd been working a lot with the Black Madonna and um, my mum just recently, my mum is just so wonderful. She's like not really on a, a, like a, she's not on a hardcore spiritual path like me, you know, wanting to learn, but you know. Yeah. And so I kind of like mentioned to her that I've been doing this work um, and and that like I'm, I'm really working hard to heal this one online. This is what I'm, what's coming up or whatever. And it was so beautiful. She like texted me back just saying, um, um, just let me know what to do. It was just so beautiful. And like she's not, I want to be clear that she's not like a hardcore spiritual path, path because I think when you hear these stories, it's like you think that like particularly spiritual teachers, like everyone in their lives is spiritual. No, I have so many people. Like my dad, he thinks when you're dead, you're dead. And I love that because it's so grounding for me. It is. But also you're, you're really famous for coming out of the spiritual closet. So you had oh to hide God. yourself away, you know. Exactly. So Exactly. Yeah. yeah. It's like the path for whoever, whoever it's a path for. You know? yeah. yeah. Anyway, just on this past birthday, um, a couple of days ago, my mum gave me this like this beautiful dress, which is like black with roses, which again represents the Black Madonna to me. And then wrapped around these like beautiful essential oils was this, um, you know, on a black uh, ribbon was a blue Mother Mary. And then and then she'd got this ring, which was a family heirloom, which I used to love as a little girl and I had forgotten about it. It's actually set similar to this one. I don't, I don't okay. have the other ring on. Mm-hmm. Set very similar to this and it had an opal in it, but the opal chipped. Mm-hmm. It was like mm-hmm. my my 
great great grandmas right anyway she just got it reset for my birthday with a black onyx to represent the black madonna and so because she's like i know how much work you've been doing with it Mm. she didn't know about the black madonna so it's like little things like that are beautiful signs yeah they are yeah and here's Mm. another one which is even more black and white (laughs) so when we did the the re-threading exercise coupled with the right of the womb which is our last one so yeah i've done that one with you haven't received it it's a shamanic right where it's 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 about really getting at an energetic level that your womb isn't a place to hold fear or pain that it's a place to create and give birth to life. And, you know, if there's anyone, anyone who's who also struggles with the throat, the womb is actually, because I, I was always like, God, how have I ended up doing womb work? I did not plan that. Like <laughs> anyone on a spiritual path, you don't yeah. plan where you end up. No. The womb and the throat are so crucially important to each Absolutely. other, right? Totally. And so so that, that fear of speaking out, the fear of sharing the voice, the fear of being seen, it's often linked into the womb. So we had done this beautiful um, initiation right of the womb and this journey. And then there was one woman who came up and she was like, she got very emotional when during the right of the womb. Mm. Um, not not uncontrollably, but just like whoa, that something really shifted there. And then yeah. she came up after, and I said, "Tell me about your experience." And then she showed me this phone text that she got, and it was from her sister who who she hadn't spoken to in years, mm. and there was like a real severing in them because of something that happened with the mum. And then she said, literally, like, during that journey when we were re-threading, she texted me and it was the most beautiful message. She showed it to me. It was all about, you know, I love you. I'm sorry that we've been disconnected. And so it's like, you know, that isn't going to be necessarily everyone's experience. But, you know, there are some, like, very, you know, this whole thing of when you are on the spiritual path, it's very easy to feel like, oh, I want to help other people. I, I I'm, I'm healing my feminine line. I need to help my mom or I need to help my sister. Actually, you have no control over that. Yes, we all do. Hello, exactly. You have no control over that. And actually, if you're smart, the best way to cause change in another and particularly in your, in your, in your ancestral lines, mm-hmm. but even relationships, is literally mm-hmm. to heal and change yourself. Like yes. that shift will be felt. Yes. That takes courage and faith <laughs> that it works. It works so much better than trying to do it for someone else because it's impossible. Oh, this is so key, though, isn't it, Rebecca? Yeah. So many of us want to help others, because, but actually that's a distraction from our own processes to be taken it on. Is. So when you come into the sisterhood that you, you talk about, you've got, you've got quite a large group now, but you also have your personal group of women that you mm-hmm. check in with daily as, uh, and um, you were talking about this on the last interview how you know just to be able to rock up in whatever state you're in whether you're on a in, having trouble or you want to brag or whatever it's just people that can can hold you in whatever you're going through and that is immense you know and that is really what I feel families used to do you know or mm-hmm. big community that, and this mm-hmm. this has been kind of eroded down to this sort of isolation units of like being expected mm-hmm. to do everything on your own and it's mm-hmm. just not the feminine way we are mm-hmm. we are here to co- co- commune and and support and encourage mm-hmm. and laugh and cry and do you know all of the spectrum of the human 
condition and not go for this sort of sort of pristine squeaky clean appearance because it's just not real it just doesn't mm-hmm. work mm. well that's it it's, it comes back to the fact that we're cyclic right yes so like and yes. particularly if you're on the path of growth like you're i believe that why we're here on earth is all to, to enjoy the earth experience but also to to learn and grow and mm. you know my teachers used to say to me one in particular you know if you're not uncomfortable, you're probably not growing. Yes. <laughs> I love that she told me that because I was like waiting to feel ready, waiting to feel, yes. you know, like everything's bliss before I did something. But actually it's that mm-hmm. resistance. I was just mm. on on a call with um, my friend Mastin Kip and he said exactly that. It's like the fear is the is the big arrow to go that way often. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Mm. And you do get moments of bliss, you know, I mean, thank goodness for our meditation practice, because, you know, as you know, I haven't had a real home for three years, but my practice has become my own body. You know, I've become safe in my body. I'm at home in my body and I feel at peace in my body. And that is, that, that had to happen. It was just like, I had nowhere else to go. That was it, you know, and it made me, it made me realize that as a gift that I could take with me everywhere. Um, yeah so what an amazing experience yeah it's ongoing I mean you know we're all working working in progress aren't we absolutely and this whole um also sort of I want to talk about striving and thriving you know how we all think we should we should we should and actually a lot of what we have we already have we already we already got more than we realize Mm -hmm. you know there's that kind of sitting back and sitting with and that's again the surrendering again a very sort of feminine quality is to just trust and to be and to sit with what you have and recognize it and be with it do you feel that we there's a lot of being pulled forwards and in over to the shiny things over there rather than being now and yeah and I think the the best way to kind of look at all of that is to like recognize the season that you're in because you know Mm. I know with me, one of my old superpowers, it still is a superpower, but my old real superpower was, um, you know, like if you look at the seasons, spring and summer was where I was most comfortable. So spring yes. being like, oh, look at all these things, look yeah. at all these ideas, let me do 10 things at once and da, da, da. And then summer's like, let's make it happen. Let's go out into the world. Let's create yes. and give birth and da, 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 da. Yes. But then you have autumn where it's like, okay, you need to, and, you know, this is a very common pattern, like, to enjoy summer, spring and summer, even just at a physical, like, weather level. <laughs> yeah, and you it's know? very, very yang. It's the zenith of the season. It it's is. very expressive and, you know. It is. And it's, I love, I like, I love those seasons as well. And yeah. also being from Australia, like, that's yeah. the only seasons you really have. Like, winter is, like, okay. spring over here, really. But, you know, then I look out my door now and I'm starting to see the leaves falling and it's indication that it's coming and it's time to loosen the grip and let it fall away. And then within a couple of months, it'll be winter and dark and dark and dark (laughs) and quiet. And, you know, we reach this point where it's like, will anything ever grow again? I don't remember what it's like to not be freezing and feel alone in a way 
And, you know, and people have different experiences of the seasons, both on an inner level and an external level. But you tend to have two that you love and two that maybe you struggle with a little bit more. Mm -hmm. And the same thing happens with with women, with our female cycle, regardless of whether we're menstruating or not. You know, you can track your cycle by the moon um, Mm -hmm. if you're not. But, yeah, we're constantly going through even our creations our our create the creative process goes through those that that cyclic nature and so it's like I think that you know in the world we live in with Instagram and you know Mm -hmm. deadlines and particularly if you're in like a like a corporate and um god even even as an entrepreneur it's probably even worse there's more (laughs) jobs to do yeah. yeah exactly exactly um but yeah it's 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 crucial that we remember what season we're in so we don't put ourselves under pressure, the pressure of summer when we're actually in winter, you know, right. and to realise yeah. that if you don't allow the space and the time to let what needs to fall away to fall away, that's when we get stuck. So that's why when, you know, we're in in my workshops, like we do... And it was because my teacher taught me it. I did it naturally as a child, but, you know, it's dance and letting yourself be moved by a force beyond your mind, you know, like moved in different ways. So often we're just like in this one position, walking home the same way, you know, and it's just like mixing things up and let, let, let yourself change because it's like, you know, every seven years, no cell is the same. You're a different person. And this is where, particularly when we're working with the ancestral lines, right, mm-hmm. we carry in our, in our luminous field seven years back, seven um, generations back. Okay. But all of our cells are constantly changing. And so it's if we let ourselves, if we choose to change and move, and this is why we do this work, what's happening is we're allowing what's wanting to be fall away to fall away rather than clinging to it and then things getting stuck. Sure. No, you're absolutely right. The clearing needs to come to create space for the new to come in. Otherwise, you just get mm. this backlog. And you're yeah. absolutely right. It's the whole movement. The movement helps to sort of shimmy it on. And um, yeah. most people enjoy moving. I mean, at your workshops, we have such fun. It turns into a disco. You oh know, we have to have good sound system at Rebecca Campbell Rice Sister Rise gigs, or it's not going to work, you know, because you want to get into that freedom of expression and ease of movement because the body knows how to unwind itself it knows the rhythms that it enjoys mm. if you get out the way and mm. and because we're and also that sounds like scary to people when they before they come if they're like oh, i don't want to do that but i find it's normally people who are most resistant end up being like no let us okay. dance more <laughs> i know because it's not like a, like a disco there are no handbags that you dance around and it doesn't no. really matter you know the way makeup and all that sort of stuff you know it's and like you, no no it's not no one needs to look at you no exactly <laughs> You're in the vibe of it. And that's, yeah. again, the communing and sisterhood and how supportive we are of each other, how much fun it is as well, you know, the giggles, the laugh. You see someone over the other room just really doing it and it inspires mm-hmm. you to really do it. Like, Whoa, yeah. <laughs> oh, you know, I just remember that. We, we are family track, you know. I'm sure you must play it. Oh, yeah, that's one of my favorites. I love I'm Coming Out as well. That's one of my, oh, yeah. probably my, oh, my go-to. yeah. <laughs> yeah. Good. And one of the other things was the chanting that we would we were doing because we were doing a good few minutes of that, weren't we? It was the mm-hmm. Om Maha Vidyaya Namaha. Namaha, yeah, yeah, that's 
did. Oh my gosh, yes. Oh. Yeah, I love chanting. Chanting again, it's like it's the throat. It's clearing the throat because when you clear the throat, what happens is that you're you're able to voice your heart. But if you're if you're stuck here, that's where it's like the emotion sits and you can't quite get the words out. Yeah. You know? So it's such a such a healing practice and, and enjoyable as well. I find that when we um when we chant, you know, I was taught by my friend Guru Nam Singh, who actually spontaneously um he he emailed me the day before my Ride Sister Ride's Omega USA retreat started and he was like half an hour away and he's like, let me come see you. And then he came and then he's like, can I play for you ladies? And so he ended up playing instead of me just playing his tracks. Oh, how amazing. And he was like, and he even sang like the Rise Sister Rise chant because he helped me, was one of the people who helped me work out how to create that chant. And um, so it was like so beautiful hearing this beautiful, like devotional masculine voice saying Rise Sister Rise. Like, oh God. All the women were like, oh my God. <laughs> but but is this this the calling to the feminine within him? Because that was the other thing. Is that we're not just doing this for the women. We're doing this oh, for all of humanity. You know, yeah, and feminine is it is within all of us. And yes. you know what I'm really noticing so clearly is how, and you know, I can only talk about myself, but I've seen it in other women as well. Mm -hmm. As we do this work, it's like the sacred masculine begins to rise in them too. And God, my husband has changed so much since I've done this. Has he now? He always always like worshipped me, (laughs) which is like... Of course. He was never on an overt spiritual path. But, Mm. you know, there has been some real big, big openings. And even more than that, it's like this... You know, like when we do gather at Rise Sister Rise, it's like this in deep reverence of the men who are holding down the fort so we can be there. And, you know, they say that the the role of the masculine was to protect the feminine so she could do her sacred work. Mm. So, you know, I think it's easy for us to, like, it's a classic, classic woman thing for us to, like, want our men to be like our girlfriends sometimes of, like, let me just, I just want to debrief and I just want to, and you know, it's just so much information, <laughs> but really it's like their job is to hold the space yeah. so we can then go and do the sacred work. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, but it's, it's such a beautiful, beautiful thing to witness this like deep, deep reverence of the feminine. Mm. Yeah. Within us all. Because after your event on the Sunday in the evening, we have a sacred chant duo a man, mm. a man and a woman. Um, oh, perfect. Il- Illumina, who I was going yeah. to meet that day that we bumped into each other. In Isn't that Sobietan. funny? Yeah. And I had one of those moments of like, something's going on here. I don't know what it is, but um, <laughs> I'll go with the magic. And then all, then yes. it's just sort of occurred. And they love your work and what you're bringing oh. through. Lena just finds it gorgeous. And Arnhem is really tuning into it as well, saying, well, that that's the divine feminine rising in me too. So yes. That the guys yeah. are really sort of getting it. So that's why I wanted to put that event on in the evening for the women that would like to then invite their men and men and friends in to come and be part of this energy and yeah. do some chanting together or to hear oh. it, you know. And because it's at the New Forest as well, so that will be make it such a nice little weekender. Oh, it's amazing. It's beautiful. It's like a deer park. 
Oh my gosh, I've been there once with my husband. And oh, my you know what I mean? Oh, you do. You like know it. Side now. Oh but, yeah. Um, yeah. So it is. It's got all that deer energy, which, of course, in the um, Chinese medicine calendar, is the is the energy of spring and creativity and sexuality mm. and kind of mm. you know um, and trust and absolute clarity of thought. You know, it's wow. beautiful energy to be in. That's why I was thrilled when we were able to to bring Rice Sister Rice to Burley Manor Barn, New Forest. Perfect. I know. So we we will do that. And you've already talked a bit about what you're going to be doing that day. So thank you for that. I think that's mm-hmm. absolutely like, um, I can't wait. I know it's going to be different from the other ones that. that It'll think. always be different. But what is consistent is that it's, it's really just gifting yourself the space and time to get into dialogue with your soul and get back into that mysterious rhythmic flow, which is like wanting to kind of like, you know, they say that the mystic and the priestess knows that their only job is to ensure that their own heart beats with the beat of the planet. And that's what we're really doing in those days. And so we're listening, we're tuning in, we're shaking off and we're surrendering to and just like letting the voice of our soul be heard. And whatever arises, it's like you can choose to act on it or not, <laughs> you know, but it's also... What I think is so amazing about these events is is the people that you meet. Like it's like, you know, I do a lot of group work, which, you know, might be scary at first, but by the end of it, everyone's just like, oh, my God, I've just met all these people and I just, oh, my lifelong friends. Because it's so important that we have our own support system of like-minded people. And, you know, with these days, like my my greatest um, support system is actually virtual and online, like just text messages each day, like we're all spinning around the world, but it's like you have that connection. And so, yeah, if you if you do feel called to come along, perhaps you'll end up meeting someone who, you know, you're destined to meet. So Absolutely. we're all circling each other. People are coming in from all over the place, you know, mm-hmm. uh, which is, again, it's again very, there's this very special weaving happening and that, you know, you mentioned that when the, the soul speaks, it speaks in a whisper. Mm. Um, and therefore, the listening and the quietitude needs to be invited and, mm. um, so that we can sit in it together. And it's not easy in this world of so many mm-hmm. distractions to find quiet time, hence why the non-negotiable meditation practice is mm. absolutely essential, where you gift yourself that quietitude of curiosity of like, well, what? what is mm-hmm. you know and then you ask such great questions of us as well to sort of mm-hmm. go in and sort of explore and then we do some partner work with and I remember all that that speaking it and say it again and again and more and you get through the layers and the layers mm-hmm. and the layers so the ego gets out of the way and you just get to the truth and going I don't know what I'm saying here but it's not coming from my head it's coming from another part of me you know and that magic yes yeah proper proper magic mm-hmm. Oh, wow. Incredible. Um, just before we go, because I know you've got a track you'd like to play, listeners, I would just mm-hmm. love to ask you your thoughts on the passing of dear Louise Hay back. Last oh, mm. well, look. Oh. So, like so, so, so many, Louise was my first teacher, you know. I remember mm. being like 12 or 13 and getting my Heal Your Life book and writing my name in it with the special Y because that's how I printed my name when I was that young. And I just, I feel that 
someone really significant has passed and I think that when someone really significant has passed, it's all like I felt like this when Maya Angelou passed as well. Mm -hmm. It's like an exploding star and Mm -hmm. that light can be shared. Like if if she Mm -hmm. did ignite your heart and if she's going to ignite your heart, it means that like she can live on with you. And so use her as like this inspiration, like wait to hear her, her, her whispers of creativity, wait to, and, and, and let them bloom in you because, you know, I really feel that her life is, is a true testament to the fact that it's never too late to do what you came here to do. And sometimes Mm -hmm. the thing that you're here to do will not come till later so don't use that as an excuse and just go for it. She, she's planted the seed of true healing in so many of us. Um, mm-hmm. uh, you know, people I know that have had, had that book with them all the time just to leaf through when something comes up, oh, just have a look and see, yeah, a game changer, it is. And also just a, like pioneering yes. this whole industry. Yeah, really. <laughs> you know, packaging up this thought form in a way that was just so easy to digest and in a, at a time when no one wanted to hear it that's tremendous that is trailblazing isn't it that's just yeah. knowing yeah some of her earlier um stand-up when she was presenting I hadn't seen them until recently someone was putting up vintage Louise Hay I'm like enthralled it was like phenomenal her presence was just like magnetic and the wisdom every single thing she would say you're like oh I'll write that down (laughs) wow and then you realize how much she has influenced so many other teachers my editor Amy she she before she you know um got to the position she's at at the moment with Hay House, she was on the front desk at the, as part of her initial role. And so she would, she would read a lot of the um, submissions yes. and pretty much every single one out of hundreds and hundreds and hundreds every week, every single one were like, Louise Hayes changed my life. There you go. Testament mm-hmm. to a w- wonderful woman and glowing mm-hmm. spirit. And we know she's going to be up to stuff on the other side, along with um, Dr. Wayne Dyer, of course, and um, mm-hmm. other sort of luminaries like Maya Angelou, as you mentioned too. You know, we're, we, we, we happen to be on the planet at the moment holding the baton of, um, of, of life here, but we're so connected to our, our starry realms. And that's a whole other topic, and I <laughs> let you go. So um, before we do just wrap up this Chi Time, Rebecca, have you got a track that you would like to introduce listeners to? And- I do. I yeah. love one of my favourite songs at the moment is by Sia, and it's called Angel by the Wings. Oh, oh how perfect is that after <laughs> Oh, yeah. <laughs> oh, that's gorgeous. Oh, thank you so much, sweetheart. My pleasure. Thank you. Absolutely lovely to spend some time with you here again. And thank you also for listening and viewing people who are out there. Um, do come down 22nd of October to the New Forest or have a look over on Rebecca's website, which is rebeccacampbell.me forward slash events yes that's the one i'll put links at the bottom of this anyway because i think you're going to germany aren't you soon i am yeah. <laughs> really exciting yeah 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 so you're you're keeping going with all this and keeping weaving us all together so thank you so much sweetheart thank mm. you i just love Bye. keep you keep your chi up my friend here's here <laughs> oh so you're 
wounds they show I know you have never felt so alone But hold on, head up, be strong Oh, hold on, hold on until you Take an angel by the wings Beg her now for anything Beg her now for one more day Take an angel by the wings Time to tell her everything Ask her for the strength to stay Ask her for the strength to stay. 